<laughs> they're gonna just rush through. I'm just gonna drop them in that entryway. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Why do I ever think this? Cal shops in front of the door. Yeah. You ring the bell. Hopefully they rush in. Okay, we'll do it the simple way. <laughs> Wrong. Cut all that. <laughs> Live from the Mundangerous Rat's Nest in New York City, I'm your host Shane. And I'm your host Ishan. And welcome to Actual Play Episode 5 of Total Party Thrill, a podcast for game masters and players where we discuss our campaigns in order to inspire yours. In this episode, we're continuing our playthrough of the 5th edition adventure Sunless Citadel. Eberron is a sorrowful place, where the five great nations on the continents of Corvair fought a hundred-year war for the throne of Galifar, and only recently settled for peace after a mysterious magical calamity called the Day of Mourning. Eberron is a wondrous place where magic is studied and industrialized and living constructs called Warforged rub shoulders with elves, dwarves, and changelings on elementally powered airships and lightning trains. Eberron is a mysterious place where powerful magical tattoos called dragon marks shape the fate of their bearers and the secrets of ancient empires and evils lie buried just below the surface. Of course, dear listener, you don't need to know any of that to follow the adventures of our hero, Tez Proudgale. He's just a rogue archaeology student unearthing secrets in the hinterlands of southern Breland, close to the borders of the gnome nation Zilargo and the goblin nation Dargoon. Though if you do want to learn more about Eberron, check out Total Party Thrill episode 33 for our full overview of the Eberron campaign setting. Tez Proudgale has just defeated Guthash, um, a pretty big, uh, gross, diseased rat. <laughs> Unfortunately, in the process, he himself has also been diseased. It was real fun. Thanks, Dishan. You're uh, probably going to just soldier on ahead, I assume. Uh, I'm not going to do no. that. So. <laughs> should have rolled better on that con check. Mm, yes, agreed. I uh, should have uh, put more points in the con. Um, okay, so uh, where we ended at last time, I believe uh, I was deeply contemplating... <laughs> whether or not dying with disease in a dungeon is where uh, where <laughs> Tez Proudgale sees himself going in the next five years. Is this how my story ends? Yeah, so I think taking quick stock around the uh, around this chamber, uh, you noted that the wall has collapsed and is open to like the outside world, right? Like the, mm -hmm. the bottom of the ravine is basically exposed to me. Exactly. And Meepo's still here with me. Oh, yeah. My boon companion. Meepo seems a little charged up. This is intense. Meepo, hmm? have you ever been to a uh, to a to a Breelish town? Hmm. Meepo has been to town. Breelish is is this Delish? So you've been to Mistmarsh? Oh, mm, mm, no, it is very far away. Okay. Uh, we're gonna make a trip to Mistmarsh. Hmm? You see, uh. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna die if I don't go get some medical treatment. 
Oh, uh, me, me, Meepo is uh, very good with medicine. Uh, there's, uh, he sort of looks around. Mm, mud? Mm, rats are good for wounds? Yeah, no, I know. They're great for wounds. I think mine is a little more, um, a little more of an existential problem. You know, kind of more of a disease than really a, a, a wound. Though, as I, like, kind of look around at my arms and chest, I'm realizing that I'm also quite wounded. <laughs> <laughs> and cure is in the Mistmarsh town? Yes, or at least somebody who can administer a cure is in Mistmarsh. Well, if, if Tez is going to town, then Meepo will go to town. Perfect. Um, there's no easy way to say this. You're going to be quite a sight in Mistmarsh. I, I doubt that they know that, uh, that any kobolds live anywhere near them. Uh, there, there's not many kobolds in this part of the world, and it's likely that they've never seen kobolds before, so, um, we're gonna try and keep a low profile, okay? He sort of nods th- thoughtfully, and he's like, mm. Okay, Meepo will disguise himself as Goblin, and he makes like a big scary face. It could work. I just wonder if your if your disguise is up to snuff. You know, here's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna put you in a cloak, and you're gonna just keep it kind of pulled over your head, and just you know don't speak really at all except to me, and don't draw any attention to yourself. And we'll just kind of get it done as quickly as possible, and and avoid any trouble. I just I don't want you to get hurt. Yes, Meepo will be the quietest. Meepo is very good at being quiet and will stealthily stay in the shadows and no one will see Meepo or hear Meepo at all. This is why we get along so well, Meepo. Uh, so you remember that the corpse of Caracas the Ranger uh, was also in here. Uh, you've looted his corpse thoroughly, fortunately. Mm-hmm. I um, got that ring though, right? Oh yeah, you totally got that ring. Mm-hmm. It just says Caracas right on it. Because <laughs> yes. he's classy. Family name or... <laughs> mm, that's the thing. It's just the one name. That's all anyone ever told you. And what um, does but... this tramp stamp say? <laughs> I don't know. You want to roll, roll him over and see? Yeah, well, I got to find out. Uh, it's been eaten. That that part of him is no longer there. However, uh, he does have a tattered and very soiled cloak that you can throw on Meepo. Um, it's dirty and gross, but it's also really long and sort of like trails behind him Mm. like a vampire's cloak oh okay but it seems Um, to do the job it's even got a hood because you know he's a ranger okay i'll I'll see if i can maybe just like uh, take a dagger and maybe like slice the hem and cut away some of the excess fabric here so it's not like a like a bridal train it's more just (laughs) (laughs) it's just a floor length cloak instead of a no rat attendants holding it up um so you do that and then uh Meepo pressed his digitation, right? You gave him one of those? Mm-hmm. That cantrip? Great. I mean, he'll wiggle his fingers, uh, speak a little incantation, and the thing it cleans itself. You look dashing, Meepo. Meepo is dashing. You cut You cut quite the rogue figure. Uh, he uh, looks at your uh, rapier and sort of like looks up, uh, hopefully. Hmm, a rogue? I'll... Uh... I'll hand him a dagger. This one's more your size, but <laughs> And it actually is much more his size. Yeah. <laughs> He'll, like, toss it back and forth from hand to hand. Um, he actually seems pretty fairly deft with it, actually. You know, it's the one thing he seems to be good at is being nimble. Oh, he's great with a sling, too. We've seen him, oh, right. like, <laughs> being several... Uh, Rat <laughs> murderer. Several... Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I take it you're heading back to town. 
Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna head out through the broken wall and try to get back up to town. So it's always dark in the ravine, but you can see now that it is nighttime, full on nighttime. So it's quite dark down here. Um, you and Meepo, though, of course, can uh, see in the dark, and so it's pretty easy for you to make your way across uh, the rubble and back toward the stairs that lead out of the ravine. So when you do climb uh, the stairs, you get back to your little stash of gear. Do you want to grab that stuff? Um, yeah, I might as well. Cool. Uh, it's pretty easy to climb the knotted rope uh, back up to the top, and nothing seems to have disturbed it. But when you do get to the top, um, your donkey is gone. All right. Meepo, let's see if we can find uh, any sign of where my donkey went. It is very, it is very easy to find yeah, your donkey. Uh, okay. Is it a corpse? Uh, she is a corpse. She's not uh, too far away. It seems that uh, you you staked her here so that she could do this, so that she could wander uh, over to uh, some grass and eat uh, if she got hungry, and it seems that she did do that, uh, and now she is lying in, like, lying on the ground. Would you like to go over and look at her? I, I mean, I assume you're going to want to pick up your saddlebags and stuff. Yeah, I got to collect my stuff. Uh, I, I, I'll look. I mean... It's the twig blights that have done this. That's my natural assumption. Well, you head over, uh, and you can see what has done her in are many small needle-like holes uh, in her side. Meepo, this trip just got a little more annoying, but we're going to have to carry our own gear now. 21 AC on you. That hits. And a 14 AC on Meepo. That hits on the nose. I gotta get him some studded leather armor, man. Oh, Caracas had studded leather. You put him in it. Oh, I did. Mm, I believe I believe you did. Oh, <laughs> listeners, well, it's then, been a little while since we played. <laughs> <laughs> then he has 15 AC. Oh wait, no, it's still 14. Crap. All right, yeah, it is 14 because <laughs> he has less dex than I do. Uh, <laughs> he's already in studded leather. Meepo, we gotta get you a breastplate. <laughs> Luckily, Meepo only takes three damage, and you take uh, also three. And you can see the grass uh, that uh, your poor donkey was trying to eat, turns out, was infested with twig blights. Uh Uh, So you've got two of them, and you can see, now that you're looking for them, you can see two more starting to move. So two are, like, adjacent to each of you, and then two more about 15 feet away. And that was them. Hmm... I think you and Meepo can just go in whatever order you want. Kobolds are pretty spry, right? They are pretty spry, yes. Meepo, I'm about to teach you an important lesson called discretion is a greater part of valor. Let's book it. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to run for it? Oh, we're going to run for it. Okay, that is going to be opportunity attacks. Okay with that? Well, not me, because I can... uh, You can disengage, right? Meepo Uh, cannot disengage. Well, he can take his action to disengage. Oh, you're right. Yes, and then run for it. Yeah, and then run for it. Okay, you do that. That gives him 15 and then another move. Okay, so you have seen how quickly these twig blights move. You know that you can uh, outdistance them if you want, which I assume you do. Yeah, we're both at six hit points. Cool, <laughs> <So>. okay. <laughs> Not risking this. So that means you left saddlebags behind, um, but, you know, you don't think twig blights eat saddlebags or anything, so maybe if you're lucky, they'll still be here. Yeah. So you can basically book it back to town. It does take most of the night in order to do it. Uh, I assume you're scanning, staying away from the tall grass. 
Absolutely. We're going to kind of go back to walking down the center of the road Mm -hmm. away from the grass. Uh, Anytime we see something, we'll, uh, you know, just kind of kite it back and and deal with it from with arrows and slings. All right. So you're able to avoid the twig blights. And for the most part, you don't really see anything. From what you can tell, it really seems like they only approach when they feel like they can sneak up on you. And when you're out in the open and paying attention, they don't seem to show up. Cowardly twig blights. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're very craven. It's true. Uh, but you make it back to Mist Marsh uh, just as dawn is uh, about to break. Well, I've arrived. Here we are. Rogue archaeologist has returned. <laughs> so from your earlier reconnaissance here in town... If you wanted a place to get some sort of poultice, then your best bet would probably be the shrine to the Sovereign Host. So I think I'm going to go straight to Carowind, actually. Mm -hmm. My thought is maybe I can get Carowind to uh, cover any donations that the shrine requires. Ah. What with me having found Caracas and, uh, you know, a, a share of loot here. Okay, so you head there... And it's still very early, so the door is locked. Um, you could bang on it and see. Um, like judging from the shape of the building, there's probably living quarters above it. So I'll bang on the door. When it takes her a minute, I'm just gonna pick the lock. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna invite myself in. I <laughs> uh, don't think you need to roll for that. Uh, you do get in, and then so she comes down the stairs, rubbing sleep from her eyes, and you can see she's um, she has taken the time to like actually put clothing on. She's not like in a nightgown or anything. When she comes down, she's like, "What? What are you doing in here? How, how did you get inside?" Oh, I let myself. Oh, mm, okay. Well, do you have news, or do I have to call the guard? Uh, no, we have news. Um, and uh, I'll I'll turn to Meepo and be like, Meepo, you can take off your uh, your hood now. So he pulls uh, back his hood. Um, she isn't shocked or scared, but she does raise an eyebrow. She says, mm, this is not a member of my family unless you have some terrible news to tell me. He has news of your family. Uh, this is Meepo. Meepo is a... Uh, uh, a, a, a traveling companion of mine now. Uh, he has been tasked by his queen to uh, to aid me in my search, uh, amongst other things. And uh, now we have important news here. Um, one, they did come through the Cobalt Warrens uh, and traveled further down into the uh, into the complex. And uh, and more importantly, and I take the ring out of my pocket mm-hmm. and I kind of like toss it over to her. Uh, we found the ranger so she catches it pretty deftly looks looks at it and examines it for a moment and says yes this does look like the gaudy thing that he was wearing it has his name right on it well this is bad news i assume we're what of what of my children yeah i'm not gonna lie to you it's not looking great but uh, i haven't gotten down to the lower levels yet uh i maybe ran into a bit of a impediment on the way um that i need some um divine attention uh medical attention um urgently to uh help me with so that i can resume my search she sort of waves a hand uh, at one of her shelves and says well i have healing potions for sale i need more like um to cure a disease that i think i've acquired 
Look, I don't want to know anything about your extracurricular activities. Would that it would be extracurricular. It was quite curricular. <laughs> quite part of the rogue archaeologist curriculum, really. It was a diseased rat, and I'm pretty sure that I got the disease. Ah, uh, she says, ah, so that's that's that smell. Um, I, I have heard of things like this happening to people who stray too far from the town. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's anything like I've heard of, this is something you need to get taken care of, or it will kill you in a matter of days. Yes, 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 yes. So uh, being as we are business partners and uh, compatriots and, you know, both want the same thing, I was hoping perhaps uh, we could, uh, you know, come to some arrangement about refinancing my uh, second lease on life. So she sort of sighs and says, hmm, you are an investment at this point. Um, Go ahead and give me a persuasion check. I am so good at persuasion. Do I have advantage because I've brought the ring? (laughs) You do not have advantage because you brought the ring. Unfortunate. I rolled a 12. (laughs) Five plus seven. So she looks down at the ring and looks at you and says, I did promise you a reward for information about them. She says, in lieu of that, for this ring, I will help you procure healing services. And she says, go to the Shrine of the Hosts and ask for Dem Knackle. Tell her I sent you. And that you you are getting the uh, the silver discount. The silver discount. Mm-hmm. Love to see that. I appreciate it. Uh, also, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to just drop off some things for you to appraise and, and, uh, and liquidate on my behalf. She says, just leave them on the counter there, and when you are hopefully healed, uh, return, and we will settle up. Thank you. Uh, also, uh, I haven't spent much time in your town. Is Meepo going to be okay? Do I need to be worried about Meepo? He's he is my companion, after all, and I feel a, you know some sense of responsibility for him. We, uh, we're not a, a backwater. This, is, this isn't Karnath. Um, just... Uh, don't spring him on people, and everything should be fine. Hmm. Remember, the goblins do show up occasionally, and we don't murder them outright. Ah, see? Meepo, it'll be fine. You won't be murdered outright. <laughs> Although, if you are uh, ever interested in mm, fine kobold skin boots, you just let me know. I find this distasteful. <laughs> but it, the leather is so supple. Meepo, cover your ears, please. <laughs> you shouldn't have to hear this. Uh, so she'll start going through um, the loot that you uh, threw on the table. Uh, yeah, so this is, I, I mean... <laughs> it's what, like a shield and, and a scimitar? And a longbow and five daggers. Cool. Okay. <laughs> and, and like <laughs> the corpse of a ranger. No. <laughs> Some fine ranger boots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's, I, I had a whole pile. And then there's, I mean, more importantly, there's all the gems and different things like that I need oh, to right, but you already converted to, that to gold, didn't you? I, I did in my inventory, but I still need to kind okay. of convert that. But yeah, she'll, she'll like cash those actual, Okay. And, and I got to get colored up. I'm carrying around like 900 pounds of silver and gold right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, she pulls out a quill and starts tallying and, and ignores you. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I mean, this is, this is Breland, right? Like credit is a thing so i'm i'm fine with her uh holding my credit so i assume you head to the shrine 
Yeah, and uh, I'll knock on the door and let myself in. <laughs> so the door the door is open, um, which doesn't surprise you all that much. Supplicants, of course, will you know go to the host looking for healing and things like that. Um, this is not Jurasco, so they're not you know necessarily forcing you to pay up front. Um, but you know, you know, it's usually the neediest who are going to get the limited healing from a relatively uh, small outpost like this. Mm-hmm. And inside, there's only a few rooms. Uh, again, no one's awake quite this early that that you can see. But if you make a little noise, uh, yeah, I'll make a little noise by loudly praying to a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, faster than Carowin uh, showed up, a gnome dressed uh, in a tabard with the the octogram of the sovereign host uh, walks in, but doesn't disturb you while you're praying and then when you like sort of wrap it up then and she walks over um so inclines her head to you and says greetings uh it is uh, always good to see such a devout servant of of the hosts praying so early in the morning uh servant of the host um beholden to the host what's the difference uh yes true uh, they are everywhere in and everything uh, sister, I um, I must beseech you, uh, as I have beseeched Aladra, for uh, for a bit of a, a turn of luck, if you will. Uh, my um, companion and I have been doing a, a noble mission to uh, hunt down some lost children, um, adult children, and uh, I seem to have. Uh, ill fortune has befallen me and I believe that I have contracted a, a disease and I I'll, I guess at that point like I guess um, I noticed that uh, Carowin like recognized like that I had like like I guess like a festering wound kind of thing yeah when you said like I got it from a diseased rat it sounded familiar mm-hmm. to her yeah 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 so so like i'll just kind of show like one of the bites from the rat that you know is is just not healing ah oh this it is very good that you brought this to to my attention um uh unfortunately the diagnosis is is not good Uh, i'm sure you feel uh, weakened within but uh with each day that passes you will grow weaker and weaker until you expire my son i'm afraid Yes, that is, uh, that is, would be rather mm, counter to my purposes if I were to die suddenly, uh, over the course of a week. Uh, but perhaps there's... Is it counter to the Keeper's purposes, though? Uh, you know, I don't want to find out. Hmm? It's just, you know, it's one of those things. I, I prefer the mystery of faith. I've worked it out. Perhaps um, there's, uh, you know, some some type of uh, silvered arrangement that we could come to by which uh, you might uh, grant me some of uh, the sovereign's blessing. You say silvered, and she raises an eyebrow and says, "Huh? Have you have you been talking to Carwin?" Yes, it's it's her children that I seek. Ah, yes, yes, that is that is a shame. I I pray continually for good news so you are the one she is she's hired all right all right uh we'll see what we can do and so she'll lead you into sort of a back area um and you can see like there are you know poultices and scrolls and things like that typical like um apothecary uh supplies Mm -hmm. and she starts putting a poultice together and she says unfortunately i can't give this to you for free as you can see our resources are quite limited and in order to procure more uh from sharn it is 
quite expensive. So I will need to ask for at least uh, a, a token donation, though. Of course, you have <laughs> you you are cashing in your silver discount. Uh, yes. How many tokens uh, do you require? <laughs> That's an excellent question, Shane. And let us find out. So if we go to the uh, downtime activities in Xanathar's, you are basically trying to buy a scroll of lesser restoration and have someone cast it on you. Mm-hmm. So that is uncommon and is consumable. So that's 1d6 times 100 gold divided by 2. However, because of your discount, you will divide it one more time. So, Shane, why don't you give us a d6 roll? Cool, it's a great time to roll high. <laughs> I rolled a five. Five is a lot. So 500 divided by two is 250 divided once again. Uh, it is only going to cost you 125. Only. Jesus. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, that's... Um, I, I, to, to put this in perspective, I had about 210 gold pieces worth of gem silver and actual gold uh coming out of the sunless citadel uh i now have spent 125 of that <laughs> for the right to go back in <laughs> uh, well seeing as you have other gold you got one potion of healing off of caracas's corpse do you want to buy any more of them oh this is this feels like throwing good money after bad maybe yeah they're 50 <laughs> apiece they're 50 apiece oh that's like my whole profit from the first day of adventuring is gone. That's a thin margin for somebody who's still got a tuition payment. <laughs> or you could invest in better gear, I guess. Uh, ain't no better gear for this rogue. <laughs> I'm living my best life. <laughs> uh, sister, I, uh, I I may return in perhaps in worse state than I am now, but uh, I, I do appreciate your healing. Uh, I will continue forth with warmth in my heart and faith in Eladra her good luck may, may the host protect you my son uh, and, and please do bring us good news indeed uh, question for you yes are there anything uh, if someone were on a sojourn into a uh, into a uh, fabled locale uh, a dungeon a, a, a collapsed uh, fortress if you will um hypothetically hypothetically would there be anything uh that you might be interested in uh procuring from said place it's very old uh has has many things with dragons on them I, i'm just trying to stretch a dollar here uh certainly any Religious icons, even those not of the hosts, uh, would would be of interest. Uh, if there are any of the hosts, of course, we would put them in a place uh, that is uh, worthy of them. And if they are not, then perhaps they need to be reconsecrated. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I think it's more some reconsecration. Uh, a lot, a lot of heathen stuff down there. I'm not gonna lie, but it, it is academically interesting. And, and if it would be interesting to you, perhaps I can uh, endeavor to retrieve some of it for you. Anything that you bring back, I would be interested in taking a look at. And then she thinks for a moment and says, there are rumors that long ago there was a cult in that area. Uh, does this comport with what you've seen? Oh, yes. I believe that this uh, this fortress was indeed a, a shrine to uh, 
the the home of a cult to a dragon and i actually like now i'm getting like academically interested and i Mm -hmm. I pull out my my notebook and shift to the page that has the uh like my my drawing of the door Mm -hmm. right and i show her this and i say you see this is uh this is clearly this room this door is blocking some type of shrine uh and i'll explain to her in draconic what it says and and like how that indicates that it must be you know some some type of importance to a cult do you tell her that it's it was from what you've been able to tell it's a cult of ashardalon do you tell her that um that was the dragon's name yes i I think so uh yeah i mean i don't think there's any reason that i would hide that i mean no yeah of course yeah this is this is um the the fabled cult of ashardalon uh in fact i've seen draconic runes that state his name outright so she looks a little bit shocked when you say the name, and then you know she says, "There have been many people who have talked about rumors of uh, an old, uh, long dead cult. Uh, you were the first to actually use that name, which makes me feel like you are speaking the truth." Please do bring back artifacts, but also bring back information about their practices or what lies down there. Can you take rubbings of ins- of inscriptions, things like that? I would be interested, and I would reward you. Oh yes, of course. I, I've <laughs> and I start flipping through the book and like just showing her, like I probably I yeah I probably do just take rubbings of inscriptions mm-hmm. and things like that. Like I've I've got lots of that stuff. So, um, I, absolutely. I I'm I, I I can't wait. I uh, there's there's so much here. I I, I did not uh, realize that there was somebody so uh, equally academically inclined uh, in town. I I I look forward to it. She almost like recoils a little bit looking at the things, but you know she does seem to what to what seems to you academically interested. Um, and she says, "Yes, yes, more more of this. Um, uh, I would be interested to know what what happened there so long ago." And then she goes over to the apothecary's table um, and opens up a, a box and takes out uh, what looks to you like another potion of healing and hands it to you and says, um, "This this for your." for your time and your effort and may it may it keep you safe oh, th- thank you sister i uh i appreciate that i i look forward to uh i i i look forward to uh, reviewing my materials with you this uh w- w- what a great day what just 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 what a great day she she nods and sort of like directs you to leave but she says yes i i hope to see you in better health uh, uh, me too <laughs> Meepo, let's go. We we have more business to attend to before we return. So as you step outside, uh, you can feel just the faintest bit of rain uh, falling on your cheek. Um, uh, but to uh, Meepo's relief, uh, it means that today's pretty cloudy. Uh, so ah. the light doesn't seem to be bothering his eyes yet. Perfect. Um, it's still, I mean, this is still basically like daybreak, right? Uh, well, yes. I guess now it's probably like an hour after dawn. Right. Now, here's the thing. You've been gone. I mean, you left before dawn, so you've been actually at it for about 24 hours now. I'm thinking it might be better for us to make the trip at night anyway, mm-hmm. um, given that we no longer have a mule and, uh, and, uh, Meepo and I are both, you know, adept in the dark. So uh, I think, uh, yeah, I'm going to return to the inn and uh, grab some shut-eye. Sleep through the day. All right. Um, and yep. that can happen without incident. 
Um, if you can sneak Meepo in, but even if you don't, there's really no one there uh, right now in the uh, common room of the tavern, so you can just walk right up. I'll bluster through the door. Garen, Meepo, Meepo, Garen, <laughs> we're getting some sleep. <laughs> w- wake me up at dinner time. Gruel it is. <laughs> oh, Garen, the guy with the frog. Oh, yeah, the guy with the frog. Yeah. I think I found him. Oh, he's still alive. Mm-hmm. He's a weird one. If you can think of anything about that guy, uh, anything you can remember at all, I want to talk to you at, uh, talk to you about it at dinner time. But now, I'm getting some rest. That's strange hours, but all right. Yeah, unless the unless the inn is on fire, Garen, don't wake me until dinner, please. Oh, well, even if the inn's on fire, I won't wake you. That's not great customer service, Garen, <laughs> but I don't have time to debate it. All right, so you had a, you tire, retire to your room and sleep, sleep. And as dusk is beginning to settle again, although it's still cloudy, so it's really hard to tell the difference. Uh, you wake up and Garen has food ready for you in the common room. Uh, do I lose a max HP because I rested? Uh, no, uh, the disease is cured. Oh right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> 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 get um, so excited with the academics I forgot I cured my disease <laughs> and then you spent two hit dice yesterday right I did so I have one today alright oh, you spent all your hit dice and then I you spent get one all my hit yeah. dice so I, rec- I recover half alright um, so Garen says uh, I was thinking uh, about the, the guy with the frog and uh, what interesting things I might know about him for you so mm-hmm. He had a frog. Did I mention that? I heard about the frog. Uh, and he had, well, I thought it was a skin condition at first, but his, his the parts of the skin on his hands that I could see were covered in uh, lichen and maybe some moss. Mm. Uh, it looked almost like a tree. Very curious. Oh, and he had, a, he had a twig growing out of his ear. A twig growing out of his ear. Mm, I know. Strange. Very curious. That's it. Oh, did I mention he had a frog? You did. And then that reminds me that uh, I probably should warn the mayor about the twig blights. <laughs> Since I now understand what's happening, I should probably go fill him in too. That sounds good. All right, so you head over, um, and you can see that the uh, secretary who you so ingratiated yourself with last time is basically like in the process of like locking up for the day uh sir uh, I, uh sorry to do this at the end of the day is, is the mayor around could you check his calendar for me i have some uh urgent business to attend to uh for the sake of the town he gives this huge sigh when you ask if the mayor is available but then like when he turns and sees that it's you, he's like oh oh well hello uh, l- I, I will check i will i will check he's he's just getting ready to go but let, let's see uh, and then, yeah, he, he basically pulls you uh, back in. He returns and then pulls you back in, and uh, there's the mayor, Werner Lang. Oh, uh, hello, hello. Been having fun here in town? No, I haven't, actually. I got diseased, I got cured, I got rested, and now I got to go back out. But I have the answer to your mystery, and I know what you need to do. He looks a little confused. My mystery? The missing cattle. Oh, really? What What is happening? Tell your farmers that there are creatures in the tall grass that are preying upon their livestock. They need to keep them away from the tall grass, and they need to, uh, I would guess, set uh, like 
bonfires along the edges of their property to drive these things away. They are corrupted plants. They're twig blights, they're called, I believe. Uh, or at least that's what I've been calling them. Uh, they're, they're animated bundles of sticks, and that's what's causing the, uh, the harm to your livestock. So he seems incredulous uh, at first. Um, so Tez is an, an artist and he draws things, right? Yes. Has he at any point drawn the twig blights? No, but I can sketch one right now. So when you do that for him, uh, you know, it's like, what, what do you mean an animated bundle of sticks? When he sees it, he goes, oh, no. Oh, yes. I think I know where they're coming from. Oh, I know where they're coming from. Where, where do you think they're coming from? Oh, they're coming from the gates of hell. That, um, I don't think the town is built on a hellmouth. Um, I could be wrong. I sure hope I'm not. And he says, however, and he looks around sort of conspiratorially, I told you before the goblins come every year with, with uh, an apple, yes? Yes. Of course we try to cultivate it. And I told you that the, the shoots are stolen every year. Um, this is exactly what the shoots look like. We plant the seeds every year, and they grow up into these. Oh no! Have oh no! I think we've been propagating them unintentionally. It sounds like you've been cultivating uh, your own demise, Werner. Ugh! Uh, the word can't get out. I <laughs> there's an election soon. Uh, I understand, and word will not get out for me. And I kind of lean in, if you know what I mean. Yes, yes, I see. I'm sure uh, I can trust you, uh, and I can trust you to get to the bottom of this. Can I not exterminate the the twig blights and and their at their source? You said. Oh, oh no! Uh, I'm not in the twig blight extermination business. I'm certain that you can handle that yourself. Just be aware uh, of what's going on. I've solved your mystery. I believe I'm due some reward. Hmm. I have to get back out there, Werner. I don't have time to negotiate and dance around this. Can you just pay me the gold and let me go? Uh, give me a persuasion check. <laughs> I feel like this one's like disadvantage because <laughs> I'm really fucking desperate. <laughs> oh my god, it reeks of desperation. Three plus seven is ten. All right. <laughs> he gets your meaning. Um and then goes over to a, a small coffer at his desk and pulls out a, a few coins and says, yes, this, uh, this for your trouble. And of course, if there's more information, then there will be more. And he gives you 10 gold pieces. Werner, I feel like this is an excellent use of the public budget. <laughs> petty cash, petty cash. And I, I bid you good luck in your election. For uh, Just know that you have my vote uh, if I'm still here. As you're leaving, he says, I'm very excited to run on a no-twig-blight platform, so let's make that happen. You're the only one who can offer it. <laughs> uh, all right, so back to the dungeon. Back to the dungeon. <laughs> all right, the rain begins to come down more heavily, so it takes a while. You and Meepo are sort of trudging through uh, mud. Uh, however, it does make it easier to spot the twig-blights and... The mud slows them down just as much, so that doesn't change the eventual outcome. Which is that I just run away from them and don't, <laughs> don't do you, let them yeah, close to do me. Do you not engage? Do you just run from them until they stop pursuing, or do you kill them from a distance? I mean, mostly kill them from a distance, right? Like where it's convenient, but I'm not going to slow myself down. To, or waste to, all your arrows. Like, yeah, right, exactly. Okay. Like I think this is actually probably 
like I, I feel like sling bullets are easier to come by than arrows. Uh, right. So I'll probably have Meepo kind of take care of most of it. Ah, that is some good target practice for Meepo. Um, you noticed that you were basically able to sort of split these bundles with one arrow shot. Uh, mm-hmm. It never took more than one. Occasionally, Meepo takes two bullets, which is a little nerve-wracking when they're getting a little too close. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he gets pretty good at it. Yes, yeah, would have been a good choice to uh, have Meepo have, you know, a ranged cantrip. <laughs> <laughs> but choices were made, Ishan, and we're living with those choices. And here we are. All right, so you uh, return back in. Uh, again, you're able to avoid the worst parts of the loose uh, mortar, and you can get back inside the shell of the tower. There is that uh, door that you currently cannot open with the dragon markings oh actually before i go back in uh it's raining now right yes um i'm going to need to recover those saddlebags how do you want to approach the corpse of the mule because that's still there uh remind me when i lit a torch do they respond to it at all do they seem to be like you know daunted by fire they didn't seem afraid of it in the way that like the rats were afraid of it, but you don't know if that's because they're not vulnerable to it or if it's because they just don't have a, enough of a consciousness to experience fear. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think these are like incredibly low intelligence animal. They, they don't seem to have very efficient tactics or anything like that. And, you know, you've seen them walk into certain death. Then I'm going to like... <laughs> I think I have an extra backpack actually uh, from <laughs> from Caracas. I'm gonna just take a ba- take the extra backpack and just toss it in that direction mm-hmm. to just rustle things up and see what comes out. Okay, nothing moves. All right, then I'm gonna carefully approach. Uh, I actually I suppose I will be sneaking, even, um, and I'll tell I'll have Meepo like Meepo keep an eye out. I'm gonna try and get these saddlebags, and then we're gonna climb right back down into that ravine, and we're gonna hide the saddlebags where it's dry. So he'll ready a sling bullet and cover you. Cool. We're going to do this very tactical. (laughs) All right. Give me a stealth check. All right. Well, I can't roll all below five all night. 19. Ha ha. Hey. 26. When it counts, I'm sneaky. So you're able to get over there. Nothing moves. And then, you know, you sort of roll the the mule over, remove the saddlebags, and and you can see all around you is, is just tall grass. Perfect. They don't seem to stick around after they kill, and they don't seem to be interested in the things that they kill. Then I'll grab my second backpack and the saddlebags and start climbing down that rope. All right. And stash things in the same place? Uh, yes. You make it back into the citadel, and you've got several doors that currently you can't open. Um, you've got a cistern that has sloshing water inside uh, that you have not yet disturbed. And you have a door with a bell on it that you're pretty sure will serve as a warning to the goblins. I'm going back in the back door, uh, right to where I left off, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going into the goblin part now. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna deal with that little trap door and and the bell. I'm gonna sneak in there and I'm gonna do some wet work if I have to. Okay, so that is definitely going to require a stealth check. So you know that if you open the door. It's going to ring a bell, like, you know, going into a shop. Um, But you can do it carefully and quietly and then make sure that the bell doesn't ring. If, I mean, you can try to. 
Right, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's just a stealth check to try to do that. Or or a sleight of hand if you want to sort of like just like remove the belt entirely. Uh, I rolled a 20, so I don't care. Okay. <laughs> so then it's up to you. How do you bypass the bell? Yeah, I think I think I just moved the door like slow, so slowly and carefully that like mm-hmm. the 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 ringer in the bell never touches the side. Okay. Right? Like right. it's just like such a smooth momentumless. And then once I'm inside, I can just literally grab the bell and rip it off. Great. All right. So this is a 10 foot wide hall liberally strewn with sharp caltrops. On the northern wall, passage to the room beyond is partially blocked by a roughly mortared three-foot-high wall, complete with crenellations. You can give me perception. There are several hundred caltrops screwing across the floor that you could pick your way uh, across carefully. Um, you can also investigate to find what's in here, but you'll need to move around the room to do that. Do I need a perception check? Yeah, can, go ahead and give me one. Four plus four is eight. Eight, so your floor is a 14. So you don't hear anything and you don't see anything move. Uh, but it very obviously, there's a three foot high wall on the north side of this room and you can't tell if there's anything on the other side of it. I mean, that is clearly like a, a, a battlement that's been set up to defend this hallway. Like Exactly. That, that's abundantly clear, right? So right. I am... I mean, I think I'm coming with uh, with my bow drawn and an arrow knocked. Like, I know that I'm going into an area where I'm likely to run into actual trouble here, so I'm, I'm going to be ready for it. This is a hostile uh, stealth check. <laughs> <laughs> um, these uh, these caltrops are a bit concerning because it's going to make it difficult for me to really, like, move about if, if something happens, right? Uh, to move quickly, right. But, yeah. um, I mean, you've seen caltrops before. You'll need to make a deck saving throw or move um, very slowly and carefully, but that sort of exposes you. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm looking for the dragon, right? So mm-hmm. let me see if I can find any indication of like where foot traffic goes or if maybe there's any indication of where the dragon went. So let's do it this way. Um, you can either move across the couch shops normally and then make that deck save, or you can go slowly and carefully but then you're going to need to make two stealth checks because it takes more time and you'll just be out in the open longer i'll whisper to meepo cover me puts a rock in a in the sling two plus sevens or one plus five i'm gonna deck save it this is a tez move you don't go to rogue archaeology school to get intimidated by caltrops <laughs> all right so start off by giving me a stealth check 18 plus seven is 25 that's very good uh and then give me that deck save <laughs> four plus five is nine 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 is probably fine no nine is not fine all right so you try um give me a constitution saving throw yeah i'm so good at those <laughs> great diseased again i rolled a one wow okay you know you're not diseased but you're trying to you know just pick your way across these these caltrops uh nimbly uh, but your foot slips and your heel goes right into one, like you stepped on a D4. And do I take D4 damage? <laughs> and you try, you try not to yelp. You you only take one damage. Um, your uh, walking speed though is now only ten feet. Oh. And you try not to yell, but you're unable to stop yourself from giving out a sharp little yelp of pain. Uh, it does, however, sort of like get you past the cow chops and up against the. A mortared wall 
and it's a short wall so you you know look right over to it and you can see there are two goblins in there that had not been paying attention previously but your yelp has uh now alarmed them enough where they're looking right at you roll initiative i'm switching d20s <laughs> oh my god the second d20 rolled a three uh a six Ooh, they're gonna go first this actual play is obviously not sponsored by Chessex, or they would have sent me good dice. <laughs> the one closest to you draws a scimitar and slashes at you. Oh, wait. Meepo, Meepo needs initiative too, right? Oh, yeah. Meepo does. Haha. <laughs> I think Meepo's going first. He rolled a 17 plus 2, I think. Ah, Meepo will go second. Okay, great. You are lucky here. The goblin slashes at you, um, but only hits AC 10, which misses. Uh, but the other one further away uh, has unslung a short bow. Uh, AC 16. That hits. Ooh, eight damage. Oh my god. Looses <laughs> uh, uh, an arrow right into your side. But now Meepo can go. Although from his angle, he's short. The goblins are short. He can't see them. At least from his particular angle right now. Uh, um, oh, the other thing that you would definitely know as a half-elf, you're immune to sleep. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering if this isn't the time to just go ahead and sleep them. Uh, Meepo, lights out, buddy. Um, and his sort of ears droop a little. He looks confused for a second, ah, and then it dawns in him, and he casts sleep. That's 5d8. Uh, oh my, this is absurd. 5 and 8, 10, 15, and a 2. 17 hit points of goblin sleep. Both goblins fall asleep. Oh, thank Christ. Um, okay, I try to quickly assess how much noise actually happened in that fight. Like, the goblin swung at me and missed, right. uh, and the other one shot me with an arrow. How much, like, how much alert, how much alarm could they have raised in that, like six seconds neither of them shouted you would guess you know had you been getting the better of them maybe they would have shouted an alarm but one swung at you and missed and that's a that was just a whiff through the air and the other one was an arrow into half elf flesh which was also not particularly loud so the loudest thing that actually happened was your yell okay give me a perception check 14 plus 4 18 you don't hear the sounds of anyone approaching um, but in the next room, so you're now on the other side of, or you're up against this mortared wall, and you can see it, it's sort of like a, there's a, an old uh, campfire and some skin rugs and things like that. It seems like this is basically like a sentry post. Mm -hmm. There's another door that leads to the south, and from there you can hear uh, the occasional sounds of like movement or talking. You, you don't speak goblin, right? Uh, I speak Draconic, Dwarvish, Elvish, Giant, and Thieves can't. Okay, so yes, it's a language you don't understand, but you would guess it's Goblin. So you can hear Goblins moving around in that other door, but you don't hear anyone approaching. Okay, is is the door actually closed, or is it just like a doorway? It's closed. Okay. Uh, in this area, it's mostly wooden doors, uh, as opposed to the stone doors on the outer parts of the keep. And remember that your your speed is still 10 feet. Yeah, how do I resolve that? You'll need to gain HP. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's time to uh, accept Eladra's sacrament, and I'm going to uh, uncork a potion of healing here and uh, down the hatch. All right, what's that, 2d4 plus 2, I believe? 2d4 plus 2. All right, this is this is good. Uh, 3, 3, plus 2, so that's uh, 8 hit points. Almost full. I'm at 14 now. And, and my speed is back. Your heal feels much better. Yes, your speed is back. Okay. What are you going to do with the goblins? So I'm almost wondering if I don't try to set a trap here. I Like, <sighs> me, Shane, what I want to do is set a trap, lure these goblins into them, and kill them all. Uh, I don't know that Tez is really just, <laughs> um, like, that murderous. Mm-hmm. Um... You, I mean, so you can you can see around. I mean, you have rope, and there's also you, you could tie them up with things you can find around here. Yeah, stuff their mouths with rags, things like that. I, I think I think that's I think that's what I'm gonna do. I think I'm just gonna tie them up. I've got no no urgent risk here. I can take a minute, tie them up, and then um, lock them in the cells. Yeah, you can definitely take a few minutes. You're pretty sure you. It would be dangerous to take like a short rest, but yeah, so yeah, if you, no, yeah, you tie yeah. them up, you you like bind and gag them. Um, also, if you want, you can move the caltrops so that you have a clear path. Yeah, I was going to ask that too. Can I at least make a path through the caltrops for myself? Because this seems like a like a hazard for my great escape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, you can, and then you can uh, take them to the cells. Although, remember, the cells don't seem like you don't have a key to the cells, right? It's. I'm just like binding the door closed with rope, right? I mean, just yeah, that that's fine too. And then Meepo also brings up that you know sometimes uh, the goblins capture the kobolds, sometimes the kobolds capture the goblins, uh, and then they sort of ransom each other back. So you know, at some point when you have more time, that might be something useful to do. Hmm. Going on a little uh, goblin drive here, <laughs> <laughs> Collect, collecting goblins to raise funds for uh, for the new uh, the new bunkhouse. Alms for the needy. I do not understand the economy of these two societies, but I can't <laughs> wait to figure out where this dragon is. It's okay. No one understands the <laughs> physics of it anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So if they're if they're dispatched uh, without bloodshed, I mean, I'm not opposed to killing these goblins, but I don't really mm-hmm. want to just murder them in cold blood if I don't have to. Um, right. So, uh, and this is just this is just basically the room that has the guardhouse. Like the only way out of it is through the the next room where there's voices inside. Right. Okay. Nothing nothing of value or note in uh in their belongings. There's some old jerky, uh, some wine that tastes a lot more like vinegar than uh, a wine and that's really about it. It's my favorite vintage. Is there a keyhole or anything in this door that I can try and get a sneak in or otherwise I'll try to crack it just a bit to sneak my mirror underneath. Yeah, do stealth check to crack it open. God, I either roll like a 1 or a 20. I'm a 19 plus 7 is 26. That's very good. All right, so you can see dozens of blunted and broken arrows lie on the cracked cobblestone floor. A few of them protrude from crudely sewn human-sized targets hung on the center of the south wall. The northern third of the room is separated from the south by another mortared half wall. And you can you can see from here, uh, on the north side of that wall, there's a, a small camp with a more iron cookpots. There are more goblins, and you can see there are three of them. Uh, One of them looks like it's sleeping, and the other two are um, sort of talking animatedly at each other. They don't seem to be paying attention. 
there are three doors leading from this room. Uh, so this this looks like the room that I need to investigate and, and plan and plot my way out of. Man, it feels crazy to use sleep here instead of killing these goblins. That'll be that's the last sleep of the day, right? Yeah, the last sleep of the day, and it's so hard to play morally sound D&D. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, you can knock them out with uh, melee attacks. That's true. Um, and that that's a D4 hours. Right. Which I assume you did with the other goblins. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Of course, I didn't let them just wake up. I mean, that would be ridiculous. Yeah, I think I, I think I need to be a little more crafty, uh, literally. <laughs> I've got, like, so so things that I know I have is a bunch of rope, mm-hmm. uh, a pile of caltrops, um, and the element of surprise. And I also have that bell. Um, so I'm thinking I devise some type of trap here in this mm-hmm. doorway mm-hmm. Um, that I can spring on them um, more or less when they come rushing through in response to the bell. And, and then maybe that can take out a couple of them and then I can deal with the other one relatively safely. Uh, I just, I don't want to fight like three on one, but I also don't just want to put every goblin in this dungeon to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so where do you want to set up this trap? You have the hall with the caltrops and then on the other side of the mortared wall, you sort of have that small encampment. I, I think it needs to be maybe like at, uh, like inside the doorway like i need them in the room mm-hmm. right like that's i think that's what's most important is i need them to to go all the way in the room is there enough room that i could like hide like behind the like when the door opens is the door open inward or outward from your perspective it'll open inward okay so can i hide behind the door when they come rushing through it yeah or you could crouch down be- below the the mortared wall that would work too yeah either will give you a vantage point for them and cut co- uh, from them and cover and so then you'll ring the bell and you're hoping they sort of like barge in. They kind of barge in. Um, what What do you want them to be confronted with when they barge in? Uh, nothing, frankly. Okay. Um, I just want them to be like, I, I want, I'm, I more or less just want to snare them is actually what I want to do. I just want them snared, right? So that they get like tripped up or fall down and I can just get the advantage on them and, and quickly deal with them. You do have a sack of caltrops. <sighs> yeah. It's not really good bait. Oh, <laughs> they're going to just rush through. I'm just going to drop them in that entryway. I'm an idiot. Why, why do I ever think this? Okay, so Cal, Cal shops in front of the door. Yeah. You ring the bell. Hopefully they rush in. Exactly. Okay, we'll do it the simple way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So give me mm, a survival check or sell me on something else. I think this is a stealth check, Yushin, on account of I'm good at it. And also, this isn't. <laughs> this is about. Uh, this is about setting a scene to hide the danger. Um. Hmm. In that case, I would call that sleight of hand. Fine, I'll allow it. <laughs> Thirteen plus five is eighteen. That's an interesting insight check from the goblins. Um, okay, so you are positioning yourself. Are you behind the door, or behind the wall? Uh, I think behind the door because I uh, oh wait but I don't want to I don't want to be in caltrop range myself but I have to close on them in order to knock them out and not just murder them man the first one that stabs me is just going to get wrecked you could be at the edge of the caltrops yeah I think I think I'm going to stay behind the door I'll put Meepo behind the uh, the, the wall. wall are either of you readying actions absolutely what are you going to do and what's the trigger Meepo will will take the first goblin in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will will hit him with the sl- with the sling. Uh, I will take the last goblin in the room. Great. All right. So you ring the bell. Well, Meepo rings the bell. Meepo rings the bell. Okay. 
suddenly there's no sound from the other room. And then there's a, a commotion as you can hear feet uh, running. And then the door bursts open and two of the goblins rush in. Although, of course, they are certainly not expecting Calchops on the ground directly in front of them. Uh, both of them, however, nimbly are able to hop over the Calchops as they see them, but that means that their attention is diverted directly at the Calchops. They sort of hop around them uh, out of the the area, and now they are both exposed for you to take your actions. All right, I'll, I'll do Meepo first. Do we have advantage or anything on this? Uh, that distracted? Yes, you do. This is okay. your surprise. These will basically be your surprise round. Got it. Okay, so Meepo, a 2 and an 11, which I believe gives him a plus 4. So 15 versus AC with the sling. 15 exactly hits. That's good news. T4 plus 2. Uh, 4 damage from the sling cracks a goblin on the side of the head but it doesn't quite go down it yelps in pain though cleanup crew coming so you're ready to action takes action against the other goblin right the other goblin yep exactly so then uh this is my rapier 10 and a 17 plus Mm -hmm. i think five so Mm -hmm, that hits and you'll get sneak attack 11 plus 3 14 damage to that goblin is down knocking out right Knocking him out, yep. Yep. Um, can I still take a bonus action here? Uh, not on the surprise round, so now it's initiative. Okay. Goblin gets a nine. I got a 15, and Meepo got a six. Okay, so you can go, and then the goblin will go if it's still up. I don't have sneak attack on it now, right? Right. But it is. it's already taken four points of damage. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'll just uh I'll I'll run it with my rapier here. Ah, uh, 17 plus 5. That hits. And full damage. Down. Eight plus 3. Yeah. Goblin is down. Uh I think I just crack this one over the back of the head like with the hilt of the rapier. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't think this is even like you know it's like I, I just stabbed his friend um in, in a way that he'll live, but him I just bash over the head before he realizes that there was anyone behind him. I'm concerned that there's a third goblin. You know that there's a third goblin, yes. Quick glance into the other room. Are the doors all closed? Give me stealth check. Stealth or perception? Stealth. 14 plus 7, 21. So you sneak a peek into the room with the archery targets, and you can see that the third goblin is suspicious and is, like, slowly sneaking toward your location obviously to see what's going on it, its compatriots haven't returned but it's also not hearing anything anymore so you can see it'll have to come around a corner mm-hmm. okay you you can basically spring an attack on it when it does that in thieves can't <laughs> i will communicate to meepo that, does meepo uh, speak thieves can't I don't know. He doesn't do anything <laughs> useful. Uh, like, Except when he wins combats. Yeah, all he does is cast like, he's, he's a sorcerer with eight charisma. I don't know what he does. <laughs> but yeah, so I'll, 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 I'll... Yes, I will attempt to communicate to Meepo in Thieves' Cant, pantomiming, basically, to, uh, to hit this goblin when he walks around the corner. It can't be that hard to, like, you know, two fingers for walking swing sling overhead and into it when he comes around court it can't be that hard to mime it i i hope thieves can't is that obvious so you think maybe he gets the gist 
I don't think Thieves Kate is that obvious. I think uh, <laughs> Pantomime Common is that obvious. <laughs> All right. Um, give me an attack. I assume you're going to attack him. So give me an attack roll with advantage because you're hidden. Yep. Six plus five is 11. Ooh, an 11 is going to miss. So the goblin pokes its head around the corner and you take a swipe, but it's able to jump out of the way. But that means Meepo gets his attack. Uh, and he has pack tactics. Does that apply in range? It does, right? Uh, yes, it does. He rolled better. Uh, 18 plus four. Mm-hmm. Come on, sling. Five damage. Five is good. And that cracks it like right in the mouth and its mouth is, is bleeding, gushing blood. Uh, but it doesn't go down. I say surrender if you want to live. It runs for it. God, God damn it. Is that an attack of opportunity, though? There's an opportunity, <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, that's really good. 17 plus 5. Mm-hmm. I'm so mad that I threatened him. Uh, I rolled a 5, so it's 5 plus 3. I think it's 8 damage. So do you knock it out, or do you kill him? I mean... <sighs> I said surrender if you want to live. Mm-hmm. I feel like I kill this kobold or this uh, goblin. Oh, man. You're a little angry. You skewer this one. Yeah. So you listen carefully, and it sounds like that relatively quiet skirmish hasn't alerted anyone else. At least no one else is coming. So you move the one corpse and then the other uh, body, the knocked out bodies, uh, and put them with the others. Mm-hmm. Yep. There are three doors. One of them, however, is locked. It seems to have a crude padlock on it. Left-hand rule. I'm going to start with the leftmost door. All right. That is the one with the padlock on it. Perfect. Um, I'm going to listen at the door. Okay. Perception. Eight plus four, 12. You hear what sounds like a combination of snoring and whimpering. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm going to pick that lock. <laughs> All right. Give me these tool. Uh, I am good at that. Uh... 13 plus 5 18 Pops right open Squalor reigns in this low ceilinged room A large iron spike is driven into the floor near the door And a small iron cage is set farther back Several sets of corroded manacles are connected to the walls And some still bind a few crumbling skeletons Bound with rope to the spike are three kobolds And in the far cage is a gnome. And we'll find out what happens next, next week.
All right, let's talk about how our listeners can get in contact with us. We do love hearing from you. You can tweet at Shane at Mundangerous. That's M-U-N Dangerous. And you can tweet at Ishan at Evil Sans Carne. That's Malice minus Meat. And you can tweet at the show at TPTCast. You can also email us at TotalPartyThrill at gmail.com. And you can find us on the web at www.TotalPartyThrill.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at TotalPartyThrill. And join the conversation on Discord. There's a link in the show notes. And before we wrap up, we want to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters. Your support is what makes it possible for us to keep doing this show every single week. So if you'd like to learn more, you can check out all our rewards at patreon.com slash totalpartythrill. All right, what do we have planned for next week's episode? We're continuing our playthrough of Sunless Citadel. Well, that's it for actual play episode five of Total Party Thrill. I hope we lived up to our name, but either way, I'm Shane. And I'm Ishan. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.